More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, Unstuck. Are challenges in your life or relationships making you feel stuck or confused about what to do? We'll help you move forward. 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life Unstuck, are challenges in your life or relationships making you feel stuck or confused about what to do? We're going to help you move forward and cultivate a more solution-focused mindset. Give us a call. The number is 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. Again, that's eight seven seven five seven three seventy eight twenty five. You know, we all deal with problems, big or small, that we're not sure what to do with. Challenges we'd like to uh, overcome in our lives, habits we'd like to break, conflicts we'd like to resolve, or relationships we'd like to heal. Are you feeling stuck or confused? about what to do about a challenge you're facing in your marriage, family, work, or personal life. Let us help you develop a more solution-focused, grace-filled mindset. 877-573-7825. And many of you might be saying, yeah, of course I'm stuck and confused. It's life. It's every day. It's the beginning of a new whatever. And you're thinking that's normal. Well, it doesn't have to be you're normal and that doesn't mean you have to do a herculean amount of planning where everything is in a different color in your journal and everything is done perfectly no it means that we really have to begin to tap into the holy spirit instead of getting lost in our own minds our minds that say it's going to be this way forever this person is never going to change until x y and z happens there's nothing i can do I've got to prove myself to God, so I've just got to suffer through it. All of these thoughts that Satan just loves for us to have, because it gives him very simple ways to keep a big block between us, God, and being our best selves, experiencing the joy of having the Holy Spirit in our lives, blinding us from seeing those moments where God's shining out to us to let us know he's there. You know, I read a wonderful quote yesterday. Unfortunately, I, I didn't write it down yet. It's on my, like, I've got to do that list. But it said, you don't have to travel through life alone unless you choose to. And And what it meant was you don't have to be without God in your life. You don't have to be without your antenna tuned to the Holy Spirit 
unless you choose to. And that's true even when our circumstances are really difficult or everything's just piling up and making us feel like we don't know which way to go or how to get out of the things we feel stuck in. And if you're dealing with something like that today, stuck with somebody, you know, some relationship that's sort of sucking your energy away or making you feel frustrated, a work situation, a church situation, any situation where you're feeling something is not right, you are not feeling good and in God's right order in that situation. Well, let's work on that together today to help you get a new perspective, God's eye view of it all, help you get some new tools and be able to move through it step by step. We can do that together today if you give us a call on More to Life today at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Whatever the situation is, big or small, we want to help you get unstuck. You know, and, and you know, when you think about being stuck so often, we go to those bigger issues. But, you know, the small things are frustrating, too. And we, we often talk about... Uh, Lisa and I uh, will often kind of joke about the feeling of being pecked to death by chickens. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's a tough way to go. <laughs> Any one peck is kind of annoying, but you get a thousand of those pecks, it, it's, it's, it's kind of gruesome. And, and, and can often make you feel like this shouldn't be so bad. It's just little tiny things that are just adding up and, and wearing me down and keeping me farther away from being able to hear the Holy Spirit or feeling farther away from my best self or just too exhausted and in too much pain to deal with it to even think past it and we often tell ourselves we don't deserve to really stop and look at it and fix it because oh it's just a whole bunch of small things well a whole bunch of small things can really deteriorate the quality of your existence your relationship with God your relationship with others let's get rid of those small things today or at least Put them in a place where they can't peck us to death. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And for folks who aren't aware of what that is, St. John Paul gave a series of reflections when he was Pope on creation, salvation history, Uh, the Gospels, and really looked at all those things to show how they reveal God's plan for leading a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. Our natural tendency is to allow ourselves to be limited or even defined by the obstacles that we see in our path. The theology of the body reminds us to think of the big picture. In the face of an obstacle, instead of giving up, which many of us are tempted to do at times, The Christian's job is to ask, how does God want me to respond to this? Instead of just assuming that the obstacle represents the natural limits of what can be accomplished, the theology of the body invites us to prayerfully reflect on what God wants to make of the situation by allowing him to work through us. The theology of the body reminds us that we live in tension between what it calls, I'm going to throw some words here at you, historical man versus eschatological man. 
I say it like that. It always every time I see because it, it, it sounds like me. a superhero, yeah, part, you know, yeah, comic be. strip or yeah. something. Yeah. Eschatological. No, it, basically, what those two things mean is that we're caught between what is and how God is working to make things new in Christ. So obviously, there are lots of things that stand between how the world works now and how God intends for it to work. That's why we Christians need to learn to see obstacles as opportunities for God's power to be revealed as we allow him to work in us and through us and with us. No, look, we can't accomplish any of these things on our own. And yes, there are some goals and changes we won't be able to completely achieve in this lifetime. But having this more eschatological, or if you want to put it another way, spiritually solution-focused mindset allows us to imagine possibilities in the face of obstacles. It allows us to rely on the power of Christ more than our own power. It enables us to hope for more and accomplish much more than what the broken world and our own brokenness can allow us to imagine. So let us help you cultivate that spiritually solution-focused, grace-filled mindset today on More to Life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825, and let's talk out those spiritually solution-focused ideas. Eight, uh, let's see, in the name of the Father, <laughs> and the, the Son, and the, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ. We come into your presence and we thank you for the opportunity to bring all of our concerns to you, especially those situations where we feel stuck in those big or small circumstances where it's hard to make a change or break a habit or heal a relationship. And we ask you now, Lord, to teach us how to respond to those situations, to give to give in to not give in to the temptation to think of those things as our own limitations or as the boundaries that, that define us or even to give in to the temptation to settle, but rather to bring all those situations and challenges to you and ask you to teach us to respond to them in ways that glorify you, that help us be our best selves in the face of those difficulties and invite others to be their best selves as well so that in all things, even those persistent problems, we are able to respond gracefully and with that solution-focused, spirit-filled mindset. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the, in the name, name of the, the Father, Father, the Son, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the show is titled Unstuck, as we talk about those challenges in our life or relationships, whether those are big or small challenges that make us feel a little stuck or confused about what to do. We want to help you move forward and cultivate that more grace-filled, solution-focused mindset that enables us to see what God wants to make of the situation, even when we're not sure what to do with it. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Mary, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Ohio on Sirius XM 130. Hi, Mary. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hi. Thank you. Um, well... I told your, your guy that answered the phone, I'd, I've been married for 25 years to um, this man, and he's an alcoholic, and I got saved late in life. He's a non-believer. Um, raised my children to believe, and they both walked away. They're, I'm an empty nester now, so they're, we're together, and he drinks a lot, and I just don't 
I don't want to leave him. I try to be the peacemaker, but I am just struggling because I feel like I can't change it. And I'm praying and praying, and I just feel like I don't know what to do. <laughs> so I love the Lord, and I want to be mm-hmm. serving Him. <laughs> and and you know, I just, you, you mentioned being saved. Are, I just just so I understand, are are you Catholic or what kind of what's your what's your religious background? Just so no, I'm not. I'm uh, I'm a Baptist. Okay, so and that's fine. You're, you're, it's wonderful you're to have you here. Yeah, happy to have you call in, and I just wanted to understand kind of what what uh, what we're dealing with. So, Mary, um, you know, to love somebody means to work for their good, uh, and you know, allowing you know, kind of continuing to be in that situation, which enables your husband to continue in his drinking, isn't working for his good. I would say, you know, when you say I try to be a peacemaker you're not really being a peacemaker in that situation. And I'm not blaming you for this. I'm just kind of defining terms here, all right, because there's a lot of confusion about this. A peacemaker is somebody, according to St. Augustine, who, who works for right order. You know, they are the person who sees an injustice and says, you know, this can't stand. We need, this needs to be better. This needs to be different. What you're doing is, is you're settling for quiet. You know, you don't want there to be conflict. You don't want him to make a fuss. You don't want him to be upset with you. Um, for, for pushing the issue. And so, you know, you've learned to be codependent and ultimately enable him in this. Um, and it's, and it's, and his, you know, his destructive behavior has resulted in the loss of faith of your children and it's, it's crushing your soul. Um, he loves the alcohol more than he loves you. And to love him means working for his good, which means saying to him, listen, I, I love you and I, and I want the best for you. Um, which means that I, I, you have to choose to either get help so that you can learn to love me and your children the way we deserve to be loved as, as, as precious sons and daughters of God, uh, or I have to go because I cannot continue to be here and support you in pr- propping up your image that everything is fine with the way you're behaving. If you want to love your alcohol more than you love us, I, w- I will love you enough to give you that choice to be alone with your alcohol. But if you would like us to continue to be in your life, you need to get help. And that's what a loving thing, that's what, that's the loving choice in a situation like this is, Mary. You, 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 you show him that you are willing to be there with him and struggle through um, the, the, the path to sobriety together if that's the path he wants to walk. But if he doesn't want to walk that path and he wants to love his alcohol more than he loves you and the children, then at that point you, 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 need, to, you need to let him know that he, you cannot continue to be in his life. That doesn't necessarily mean divorce. That does, that's, at the very least, does mean some kind of separation or you know, removing him from the home so that it really makes clear what the choice is for him. Uh, people who are abusing substances often need to hit bottom before they're able to make that change uh, or, or begin that process of seeking sobriety. And so allowing him to just stay there and keep doing what he's doing, regardless of the impact it's having on you and your adult kids, is, is not a loving choice. I encourage you to seek professional help for yourself to learn how to stop being codependent and how to set appropriate boundaries with your husband that are loving uh, in the sense that they are working for his good instead of just settling for this counterfeit of both love and peace in your life uh, because you've really not had either uh, because he's not capable of working for your good and peace. Uh, there's no such thing in, there in your household because it's all rooted in injustice and there's nobody that's working for the good of this this family life or his health or, or your well-being. Now, Mary, I really encourage you because I know how scary what Greg is is saying to you. You know, to to challenge him on this, to work for his good means you work in way outside your comfort zone. It means exercising skills you were probably never given growing up. 
I really would encourage you to, first of all, you know, get in that great support group for, for families of alcoholics. You really need to get involved in, in Al-Anon. And I want you to see what you can do about getting some good therapy for yourself so that you can be working hand in hand with somebody who can say, this is your next step, Mary. This is the next thing to do. Oh, when he reacts in this way, this is what you can do, as well as dealing with some healing of yourself. You know, dealing with this kind of situation can really tear down your self-esteem over the years. Dealing with the messages in your head like, oh, the kids, you know, have all left the faith and I can't do this or I was at fault for that or all those messages that Satan wants us to hear so that he takes away our strength and our power to work for our own good and the good of others in our lives. That it's really evil. And so getting somebody who can teach you those new skills help you with some healing and walk those steps with you step by step as well as getting into that great support group in Al-Anon can really help you make those steps that seem so terrifying right now or too big to take on. You can break down those steps step by step so that you can walk that way with God. Mary, thank you so much for the call. And if there is more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out. We have added you to our More to Life prayer list. Um, but if there are additional questions you have, don't hesitate to reach out to us here on the program or through the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice as well to discover more grace-filled solutions to your challenges. With that, uh, we are going to take a break, but when we come back, you know, we're going to be taking your calls about being unstuck. Whether we're talking about big problems or small challenges that are just getting under your skin, we want to help you develop that more spiritually solution-focused, grace-filled mindset about whatever challenges you're facing. Whether you're dealing with a big or a small change you'd like to make, a habit you'd like to overcome, or conflicts you'd like to resolve, or relationships you'd like to heal. If you're feeling stuck or confused about what to do, we want to help you find the way through. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Stick around for more More to Life in just a minute. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Brought to you by the nonprofit Seton Home Study. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Garendi here. You thinking about homeschooling? Seton Homeschooling, 40 years of experience, 17,000 current students, pre-K through high school. They provide the books, the lesson plans, the counselors, the grading services, the tests. That's right, pretty much everything. My wife and I use Seton, some of our children. I'll tell you this, two of them got perfect ACT scores in verbal. And overall, the Seton students scored more than 100 points above average on the SAT. Over 30% higher on English and reading on the ACT. It's a rigorous program. You want to give the very best to your kids? Trust me on this one. Go with Seton. It is a beautifully rigorous academic program. Go to seatonhome.org. That is seatonhome.org. 
Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, the show is titled Unstuck, as we talk about both big and small challenges in your life or relationships that are making you feel stuck. We want to help you find spiritually solution-focused and grace-filled steps to take to resolve those concerns and identify the next steps forward. 877-573-573. 7825. Joining us right now, Jacob Flores Popchek. He is a pastoral counselor with CatholicCounselors.com. He's also an author and illustrator and theology of the body expert. He's co host with Father Gabriel Charetta of the Faith and Arts podcast, Created Things. Jacob, welcome to More to Life. Thank you for having me. All right, so let's talk a bit about this idea of having a solution focused mindset. How can that help us when we feel stuck? Well, you know, I'm no stranger to feeling stuck on things, right? As you mentioned, I'm an artist as well as a psychotherapist, and I've felt stuck with clients. I've felt stuck with art projects, right? Whether that's writer's block or artist's block, I've felt stuck in relationships. So there's a lot of different ways that I could take that question, and uh, I'm going to try to give my thoughts as best apply to all of those situations. So we're going to speak kind of broadly here. But I think the most important thing when we're feeling really stuck Uh, is to get in that solution-focused mindset because it makes things a lot more concrete and a lot more real and a lot more tangible as opposed to these big, vague, abstract, overwhelming sorts of things. Um, One of the best questions, therefore, to start off with is, what can I do in the next five minutes? Right? You know, whether it's with an art project that I'm struggling with, whether it's a relationship I don't know how to handle, um, you know, oh, gosh, my, my you know, partner and I are stressed out about this long-term thing we've been arguing about forever, or whatever it is, right? Asking myself, okay, but what could I do about this in some small way in the next five minutes? Could I go and just give my partner a hug to kind of build up some rapport? You know, could I open up the art software and, and you know, just mess around with it for a while? You know, what could I do within the next five-minute period to kind of get back on the horse a little bit? The next question I always ask myself, too, though, is can I then make that a little bit more concrete? Because oftentimes we're not used to asking those solution-focused questions. Even the thing I say I want to do within the next five minutes is a little abstract, like, oh, I want to be more generous in the next five minutes, or I want to be more athletic in the next five minutes. It's like, okay, that's a good start. What could we do to make that just a little bit more concrete or a little more observable? That's a good word, too, right? What, what could I do to make this a little more observable? Um, and then the other thing, and this is maybe really wacky, but, but I, I always find that it really helps in almost any of the scenarios I mentioned, is thinking about a character, whether that's a real historical figure, whether that's a saint, whether that's 
somebody from a movie that you really like or a book that you've read recently. Thinking of a character that inspires you and imagining them in the same scenario and asking what would they be doing differently than I am in this scenario. Now, that might not lead you to what you should necessarily do. I'm not necessarily saying that if you really like, you know, Marvel movies, that you should just do whatever Iron Man would do in the situation, right? <laughs> but, I, but I am saying it'll often, asking that question will often be enough to start kind of artificially generating the possibility of other scenarios and other perspectives on your situation so sure. that you can turn off that kind of spinning ball of death in your brain and, the spinning and ball of death. from other, other angles. You know? Well, and that takes you away from just the lifelong minutia of what, you know, generations have taught you. It takes you into a place where there are much better examples that you can begin to take those steps with. So that makes a lot of sense, especially when we're saying, all right, what can I do? that's actually observable. What can I do in five minutes? Because we all think too big. And how can I do this in a way that I don't normally do it? And it's in the way somebody I would admire would do it. One last uh, I think thing I'd like your... Questions... Oh, Sorry, I, was I, just... say, I think each of, these, each of these questions sort of in a, in a wash, rinse, repeat way, you know, affect each other too, right? So that, mm -hmm. you know, I can make the question of the, the character that I'm basing myself on more concrete by asking a more concrete question. And, okay, now how can I apply that in five minutes? You know, I can just continue the cycle until I've kind of narrowed it down. Jacob, thank you so much for being with us today. It's always a pleasure talking with you. We appreciate the insights that you've offered. And if folks would like to learn more about your good work, I encourage them to check out your, uh, your resources at catholiccounselors.com. That's catholiccounselors.com. Have a great day. Thanks so much. You too. And we are taking your calls, listeners, right now at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. You know, whether you are dealing with big or small challenges in your life that you feel stuck with and aren't sure what to do about, we want to help you develop that more grace-filled, solution-focused mindset that Jacob was just talking about. Whether you're, there's a change that you'd like to make in some part of your life, a habit you'd like to overcome, conflicts you'd like to resolve, or relationships you'd like to heal, we want to help you overcome those challenges in your marriage, family, work, or personal life, and develop that more grace-filled, solution-focused mindset. The number 877-573-7825, and we're going to be back here in just a minute with your calls about getting unstuck in all the areas of your life where you feel frustrated, confused, and just fed up. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Talk to you in just a minute. Are you into setting goals for yourself? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. Setting realistic goals is a practice we can all utilize. SMART, S-M-A-R-T, is an acronym that can help us keep our goals real. S is for specific. Narrow down your goals and make a deadline. M is for measurable. We live in a world that tracks numbers and data. Concrete numbers can help us track progress. A is for attainable. 
Sometimes we think too big or bite off more than we can chew. Be patient, Scripture tells us. Rome wasn't built in a day. The R is for relevant. Relevant goals can be determined through our own values. Stay dedicated to how God wired you and what you stand for. Finally, T. This is time-bound. Write down your timelines and deadlines to keep you on track and honest. Without these, it's hard to maintain success. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. Father Benedict Groeschel. In the church, we speak of seven gifts. Wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, loyalty, courage, and reverence or fear of the Lord. When I speak about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and these gifts come, they give you the ability to go beyond your strength. If you're struggling to be a good person, a good member of your religion, you know it's a struggle and you don't always make it. I've been at it many, many decades, and I still struggle and trip and fall and have holes in my socks. Struggling to be a good person, something that we need help at. And this help comes to us by these gifts of the Holy Spirit. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Throughout Scripture, again and again, we hear that we're to not be afraid, that we must trust in the Lord and be confident in God's providence, deliverance, mercy, and constant care. As theologian Hans Urs von Balthasar once observed, quote, when one surveys even from a distance how often and how openly sacred Scripture speaks of fear and anxiety, an initial conclusion presents itself. The Word of God is not afraid of fear or anxiety, end quote. What a powerful observation. When we feel anxious, God wants us to wrap ourselves in his grace, but sometimes that's easier said than done. A good place to start is to take a moment to remind yourself of all the other times when you were sure you were doomed, but God came through. Allow yourself to relive the relief you felt in those past moments. Then praise God for his past faithfulness and ask for the grace to remember that he is still as faithful now as he was then. To learn more tips for overcoming anxiety, check out my book, Unworried, or visit CatholicCounselors.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today our show is titled Unstuck. As we talk about the problems, big or small, that we're not sure what to do with. You know, changes we'd like to make in our life. Habits we'd like to overcome. Conflicts we'd like to resolve or relationships we'd like to heal. If you're feeling stuck or confused about what to do about a challenge you're facing in your marriage, family, work, or personal life, we want to help you develop a more grace-filled, solution-focused mindset. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 877- Five seven three seventy eight twenty five. Before we go to our next call, we just want to send congratulations out to another member of the EWTN radio family. Holy Rosary Academy Radio in Anchorage, Alaska is celebrating their eighth year with us. Hey, congratulations to Glenn Beagle and Brian Mitris and their team at KHRA. 
from all of us at EWTN and more to life. And wherever you're tuning in to Catholic Radio, make sure that you support your local station with your prayers and your financial support as well to keep Catholic Radio going strong, growing stronger every day so we can be here for you and those you love supporting you in living a more faithful and abundant life. Congratulations again to Holy Rosary Academy Radio, KHRA in Anchorage, Alaska, part an important part of the EWTN radio family. With that, we're taking your calls right now about getting unstuck. If you're facing challenges in your life or relationships that are making you feel confused or frustrated or fed up, and you're not sure what to do about them, we want to help you move forward and identify those next steps. The number is 877 573 7825. Again, that's 877 573 7825. Let's get unstuck and on the road to the solutions you're seeking. Let's talk now with Russell, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Oklahoma on Oklahoma Catholic Radio. Hey, Russell, welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Well, I, I've got uh, three boys with a previous relationship. We was never married. Mm. Um, and that, that has been nowhere close to easy the whole journey um, with their mom and just a few years couple years back I finally went through a, a program and got myself right and uh, kind of back in the kids lives and um, you know and then we were kind of on a better page trying to co-parent and uh, as long as I was you know doing everything she wanted to do it went well well last year or 10 months ago i decided i i deserve to be married um so i got married and my wife and i just joined the catholic church and uh but since we've gotten married it just seems like we've been in war with the kids mom and now i feel like the kids are being drug into it and in what way can can you tell me more about that How, how are the kids being dragged into it just kind of choosing sides i mean i was I was raised in a split family, too, and I know how it can be, but uh, just trying to please both of us and um, kind of going back and forth and gossiping about our, our life and our business, and uh, and it just gets to where I'm just fed up with even the kids, and I don't like that feeling. It's just hard to be supportive and um, loving. But uh, so And how old are the kids? Boy, she didn't want our uh, 17, 14, and 11. Okay. okay. You were about to say, though. I'm sorry. Seventeen-year-old. Yeah, we just all agreed to send to a boot camp because uh, I've got custody of him, but he wanted to go live with her for a little bit. And she went and picked him up yesterday without us knowing. And uh, I just found out about it, and I just just experiencing a lot of anger, and uh, I just don't even care to talk to him. And I listen to y'all's radio station quite a bit. And okay. Right now. So I'm Russell, let me ask you, what kind of what kind of help or support are you getting to deal with all this stuff right now? Uh, none at the moment. Other than this, this is kind of planting the seed. Uh, okay. We'll probably. Well, look. I, I, you know, I want to thank you for calling in. I, I, I think the Holy Spirit is really kind of reaching out to you today. And, and, and the, the, the you know, I'm, first of all, you've been on an incredible journey. You know, moving into sobriety and now into the church, into a, a, a stable marriage, married relationship. You know, and and you know your ex uh, girlfriend is you know having a really hard time with this, and you know like you were saying, so you've been through a lot, and and you're 
you're, you've been on a journey that, that God is taking you through to a, a much more healthy and holy life. And I want to commend you for your openness to that transformation and to that, that, that healing grace in your life. You know, at the same time, um, you know, I like to say that uh, prayer is like filling our gas tank. Right? But if, our, if we have a full gas tank, but the tires are flat, you know, we're not going anywhere. Or if we have a full gas tank and there's something wrong with the engine, we're not going anywhere. And, you know, as you're continuing to heal, um, in order for you to be able to cooperate more effectively with the grace God is giving you, it's going to be really important to continue getting professional help, especially in managing your family life. You know, the fact is, you know, your kids are not behaving appropriately, right? And, and I certainly understand your frustration and your anger. Uh, about the treatment that you're getting, especially from the 17-year-old. But the fact of the matter is, they're all hurt and traumatized, right? As you said, you, you, there was a good long time where you were out of their lives, and then you kind of are now, now you're back in their lives. Um, they've been through a lot, and you, you know what that's like. You said yourself that you came from a, a divided family. You're growing up, and you know what that's like. I want you to really focus on that, right? Um, so just, just to, to, to give you something to take with, um, I take with you there, in, in my book, Parenting Your Teens and Tweens with Grace, which I think would be or our book, excuse me, that, that uh, I think there's a there's an exercise in there, a whole section, actually, that talks about parenting as a healing exercise, because the fact is God doesn't just want us to heal our children and raise healthy children. He wants to heal us as we're we raising our children, as we look at each of those hurdles. And, and one of the healing things that you can really do for both you and your children, especially this, this son who's you know, having such a hard time that you decided to send him to boot camp, is to step back at every decision and say, how would I have preferred people in my life who are raising me up if they were healthy to handle this differently than they did. Well, there's a four-question exercise in Parenting Your Teens and Tweens with Grace in the section on parenting as a healing enterprise that I want to walk you through those four questions that, yep. that get to what Lisa's talking about here. The first question is, how did my, when I acted like this, or when something like this happened when I was growing up, how did my parents respond to me? Or the whoever was raising you, even if it was grandparents or you were in the system, whatever that was. The second question is, did that response make me want to open up and draw closer to that parent? Or did it make me want to close up and go away from that parent? Right. Um, because ultimately, right, we want our kids to come closer and open up to us so that we can lead them and guide them. The, the more we drive them away, the more we push them into the... Uh, the arms or the you know the counsel of of other people who may or may not have their best interests at heart, or may or may not be interested in in healing our relationship with them. So that second question again, you know, how, did that did the way that parent responded to me when I did things like that draw me closer to that parent and make me want to open up to them, or make me or want to go away from that parent and close me off to that parent? The third question is, you know, um, if I could respond. Uh, differently to that situation how how would i've liked okay how would i've liked like lisa said how would i've liked that person to respond to me in a way that would open me up to them if if my parent or who a caregiver could have responded to me in this way that would have enabled me to open up to them or draw closer to them in that frustration and if you can't think of like how you would have felt in that moment think go really back to who you were at your kids various ages and think did you see another adult doing something in another kid's family life that you wish you had had your people doing for you. So really go deep into that so you can start identifying what that was 
so that you can even maybe write it down and begin to say, well, how can I begin to bring that forward in my children's life and my relationship with my children? Which leads to the fourth question, which is, you know, and then how would I do that, that thing that I wish had been done for me in my present situation with my kid? Now, you know, those four questions help refocus you because in the moment you just think, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this kid did this to me. How dare they? Right. And then we end up playing old scripts where we repeat the history that we grew up with. And, and, and you know, I think you would probably agree that that's not a good thing. So as painful as your kid's behavior is, as difficult as the situation is, those four questions, especially if you're asking them in prayer, you're specifically asking God to teach you how to respond to this situation in a way that would allow your kids to feel like they want to draw closer to you and open up to you and then walk through those four questions with God, I think it would make a big difference. Now, that said, I don't think this alone is going to do it for you. I really do believe you need more skills to, to know how to manage this very complicated situation. I don't mean to say, I don't say that because you're limited in any way. I mean because this is a particularly complicated situation and this isn't something you can just go to your neighbor and ask for some advice with. You know, this isn't something you can go to a parent and just ask for some advice with. This and is, it's this volatile. You know, every single time your kid's mother gets hurt by the fact that you're moving on with your life and didn't drag her along with you every time she sees the kids as a weapon to use against you guys it's going to shift so it's not a one and done kind of situation you really need skills to deal with something that's volatile so follow through with those four questions that i posed to you here on the show uh, take a look at our book parenting your teens and tweens with grace which is available at catholiccounselors.com uh, and really look seriously into either seeking professional counseling help in your local area or reaching out to us to learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral counseling practice for grace-filled solutions, the challenge that you're seeking, uh, you're facing right now. Russell, thank you so much for the call, and if there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us here again, or again, reach out at catholiccounselors.com. We have to go to break, uh, but as we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day which comes to us from Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses unto the ends of the earth. And I wanted to focus on this scripture today, um, because I, I guess I wanted to put a challenge to all of us, myself included. Do we act like this? You know, in Acts, Luke is, uh, St. Luke is writing, you know, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses unto the ends of the earth. When we face the challenges in our life, do we act like we are living in the spirit and that God has given us the power to respond to those problems in ways that will help us be our best selves and invite the others to be their best selves as well, as well as glorifying God? Or do we just sort of give in to what our natural reactions are and then give up when those don't work? If, if, and for most of us, myself included, it's the latter. Right? We, we do what comes naturally to us, we give in to those reactions, and then we say, ah, oh, I've done everything and nothing works. But what we haven't done is really seek God's wisdom, ask for help from people who do have resources and skills to give us, and then keep responding and keep working on that situation, knowing that God is working with us and in us and through us, instead of just trying to persevere on our own power and then give up when it doesn't work. So keep this verse in mind from Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and remember that we have received that power that the Holy Spirit gives us when he came upon us in confirmation. So let's keep working on those challenges we face so that we can be God's witnesses unto the ends of the earth of his power, even in the face of our weakness. 877 
573-7825. We're talking about the challenges that you are facing in your life or relationships that are making you feel stuck. If you're not sure what to do, let us help you find those grace-filled, solution-focused steps to take. Again, the number, 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your questions coming up right after the break. Ciao, Amici. Hello, friends. Teresa Tamio here. Ever notice that common sense isn't so common anymore? Each time we check our news feeds or turn on the TV, it seems the world is getting wackier. While we desperately need a return to basic common sense. And Rosie Posey, my mom, a street smart theologian from Jersey City, is just the person we need to help us restore it. So if you need a little bit more help with some common sense or know someone else who needs it, pick out my new book on our store, Everything's Coming Up Rosie, at AveMariaRadio.net's online store. Underwritten in part by this not-for-profit. Are you looking for peace? Longing for joy? Want to meet the giver of all goodness? God is calling the laity to bring Ignatian prayer into a suffering world. Work for the new evangelization. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com. Order your free digital training and manual. Find true happiness and everlasting joy. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com. And click on the red button today. It's free. Approved by the USCCB. As a Catholic mom, I know that parenting can be hard, frustrating, and lonely. But it doesn't have to be that way anymore. I'm Lisa Popcheck from More to Life, inviting you to become a premium member of Catholic Home. That's CatholicHOM.com. It's an online community dedicated to supporting Catholic parents like you. At Catholic Home, you can chat with our team of family life coaches every day, get expert help with discipline issues, self-care, creating a stronger marriage, living your faith at home, or just coping with the stress of being a Catholic parent in today's world. In addition to personalized expert support, you'll get access to tons of creative resources, entertaining videos that teach your kids how to get along and love the Lord downloadable activities, monthly live parenting Q&As, and a supportive community and tons of other benefits, like my Momfidence podcast. Go to CatholicHOM.com today and become a premium member of the Catholic Home Community. Again, that's CatholicHOM.com. I can't wait to see you there. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Unstuck as we talk about the challenges in our life for relationships that make us feel confused, frustrated, fed up when we try to think about, what do I do about this? We want to help you move forward in God's grace. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Mark, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Nebraska on Spirit Catholic Radio. Hi, Mark. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Good morning. Well, I've, uh, my wife and I have adopted five children, and uh, they come from all different walks of life. Actually, four children, and one was born to us. One was born to us, was born with special needs. He's got severe autism. But the one I want to talk to you about is my daughter. Um, we got her when she was about two, and she was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder um, when she got out of high school. Okay. Um, which leads to a lot of complications. I'm not sure how much you know about that disorder. 
know, you know a good bit, and we also know a lot about adoption and, and attachment disorder. And so those we're with you so on good, all yeah. of that. Go on. So, so the the daughter is she's now 24 years old, and has had two kids, one of which was adopted. The other one, um, we've got full guardianship, and she's living with us now. And she has for the last year and a half. Let me just be clear uh, on that. So she adopted out one of her children? She didn't really have a choice. Um, okay. DHHS got involved and paternal paternal aunt and uncle ended up adopting. So she, okay. she was able to to be as involved as she wanted to be with, with some guidelines. Um, but she's not she's not following through on any of that. Okay. I understand. So, and now, now you have the two-year-old, and do you have full legal custody of the two-year-old? We have full legal guardianship, yes. Okay. So what can we do for you today, Mark? There's clearly so the, a lot of history. The question we have is, you know, we, we, want to, uh, we want to provide, her name is Athena. We want to provide for Athena's needs, the two-year-old granddaughter, in the best way we can. And knowing that the the diagnosis of borderline is kind of a, it's an ongoing battle. Um, my wife and I are just are really questioning, you know, we want to provide the granddaughter with a permanent home, and the daughter is saying, well, we're going to get her back, but she's doing nothing at all to go to counseling or to get help or treatment. So, so we, we look at, at the granddaughter as, okay, right now she needs to be our primary focus. I can't mm-hmm. make my 24 year old daughter get help i can't i can't change how she's choosing to live her life but yet i feel an obligation to to provide for my granddaughter and we you know having having the 18 year old son with autism soon to be 19 we know we're never going to be empty nesters so we're thinking this is god's plan that we just you know we push to adopt the granddaughter mm-hmm. um i guess i would like i'd like to know you know the challenge the granddaughter's a handful, but but the the daughter is even more of a handful just because of all the baggage that that borderline brings in, and right. and how she she can play my wife and I against each other, and we want to help her. And I guess this is my question: is how do I help my daughter Kaylee without enabling her to continue to to go down a a road that's you know she's choosing to live homeless now, and and that's. It breaks my heart. So, yeah, so the best way to help somebody who's dealing with with borderline, and for listeners who aren't familiar with what that is, it, it it's called borderline personality because it it it's has, um, it, you know, it's it's as crazy as you can be without being psychotic or schizophrenic in some way. It, it's just, they're they're very um, erratic in the choices that they make. They're very um, they run very hot and cold about every little thing. You know, one minute they're just your best friend and they love you to pieces, and the next minute they hate you and they want to kill you. It's 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 uh, it, and there's no rhyme or reason to any of it. It's a very difficult situation to be in. Um, so, Mark, you know, you can't. Um, the best way to help somebody who is that erratic and out of control is to not wait for them to be a partner in the solution, but make the healthiest decisions you can for you and yours, including your granddaughter. And, and, and all, at all times say, listen, daughter, I would love for you to be part of our lives if you can participate in healthy ways. But, but here are the, the, and here's what those healthy things look like. 
right? And, and chances are she's not going to want to participate in that. Chances are she's going to withdraw the healthier you become. The more that you try to establish healthy boundaries or provide, you know, for your daughter, for your granddaughter, you know, she's, she's going to say, I want to be in on that. I should be the one making those decisions. I, you, you're just cutting me out. You're not cutting her out. You're making healthy choices. And you're saying, if you can participate in healthy ways, you're welcome to join us. If you can't, then you can't be here. But you can't wait for her to decide whether she's going to be a a responsible mother or not, because she's not capable of making that decision. In one minute, she's going to feel like she wants it, and the next minute, she's going to feel like she can't. So you can't wait for her. You have to do what's healthy for you and for your wife, for your children and your granddaughter, uh, and make those decisions for her, letting her know at all times, you know, we, I'm always happy to talk with you about healthy ways you could be part of this situation, whatever the situation is. But there's a very good chance that she's going to act like you're setting her on fire by asking her to participate in healthy ways instead of just however she feels like participating in this given moment. When she acts like that, you are not doing something wrong. You're, you're working for her good by really being, uh, it was, be doing some reality testing, basically, saying to her, this is what healthy life looks like, this is what unhealthy life looks like, where you're able to be part of our lives to the degree that you're doing healthy things and getting healthy help and interacting with us in healthy ways. You're not able to be part of our lives to the degree that you're doing. You're not doing those things, and it's it's heartbreaking, Mark. I mean, you've given your whole life to this young woman, and 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 you know, you know, that every every part of you doesn't want to do the kinds of things that I'm saying because it feels like you know you're cutting her out, but you're not. You're giving her a healthy way to be part of your life, right? So let's think of it this way. You know, with a borderline personality, you know, disordered person wants to knock a hole in your back wall and then climb in and out whenever they want to. Okay, you can't let her do that because that's health, that's unhealthy and crazy. So you know, you brick up the the hole that she's trying to knock down in the wall and you reinforce it so she can't do that again. But you say, you know what? If you want to walk through the front door like a normal person, we'd be happy to have you come in. And then she just stands on your front lawn screaming, you should let me knock a hole in your back wall. What's wrong with you? Why are you keeping me out of the house? And then you stand on the door and say, no, honey, look, the front door's open. If you'd like to come in and, and be, you know, be respectful, you're welcome to come in this way. And she says, no, I don't want to come in that way. You're being mean. You're not, you say you're Christian. How dare you? You, you see what I'm saying when I put it in these terms? Okay. That's what's happening right now. She wants to participate in your life and her daughter's life in ways that are grossly unhealthy and knocking the hole in the back wall of your house uh, and then treating you like the enemy for not letting her do that. Um, the more you, but the more you give in to that kind of crazy by saying, well, you know, at least she's coming into the house. Maybe that's a good thing. It's not a good thing. It's, it's, it's allowing you all to dance to her tune instead of saying, look, this is a healthy way to be, and I'm holding you accountable for being that. Okay, so that's what you want. Your focus wants to be. I, I, I would suggest that you can run with these uh, ideas that we're proposing here on the show. Um, we do talk more about setting healthy boundaries in our book. God help me. These people are driving me nuts, making peace with difficult people. It's all about setting healthy, godly boundaries with folks that leave the door open for healing but insulate you from the, the drama and the crazy in the same time. So that's God help me. These people are driving me nuts, making peace with difficult people. I do suggest to you, like I was suggesting to our previous caller, that you seek ongoing professional family counseling help to really learn how to deal with these very complicated situations. This is not the kind of thing you can just ask your, you know, your, your best friend or your, your own parents or your pastor about. You need some ongoing support to really know how to navigate these situations well, as well as uh, how to really build strong attachment with your granddaughter, who's been through a lot of trauma in her very short two years. 
So I'd really encourage you to seek that assistance so that you can make sure that you are responding to these challenges in the most informed and graceful way. Mark, thank you so much for the call. If there's more we can do for you, don't hesitate to reach out to us here on the show or through catholiccounselors.com to continue to discuss grace-filled solutions to those challenges you're facing. That goes for you listeners as well. If you are feeling stuck in some area of your life or relationships and are looking for faithful ways to respond and develop a more abundant life and healthier, holier relationships, then check out the resources we offer at catholiccounselors.com where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to transform your marriage, family, or personal life in God's grace. Again, that's catholiccounselors.com. Get out there and celebrate the life God has for you because with His grace, there's so much more to life. More to life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.